0: I'm not negative. Where does that even come from? I'm reading this a lot in comments lately that I'm negative about your favorite football team. I don't really do positive or negative if you're familiar with my work over a longer period of time. I just try to call it like it is. And for anybody who does think that my default mode is negative, Maybe I've got a little bit of a surprise for you today. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. And if you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. My coverage tomorrow will take me back out to La Trobe for the first time in three years. Back on the campus of St. Vincent College, back out on Chuck Knoll Field, back to seeing football in probably its purest setting, certainly in Western Pennsylvania. And I expect, I, Mr. Alleged Negative, that this will be the beginning of something that'll surprise everyone around the football world except for those people who've been paying attention all along. Here's the way I feel about this camp, about this coming preseason, about this coming regular season, and yes, these coming playoffs. This team is better than last year's team in almost every significant area. Now, can injuries change that? Of course. Always try to throw those things out of the equation when you're doing any type of predicting because you can't predict injuries other than to know that they'll come. You just don't know to whom, for how long, and when. But I see this group as being one that's overall better than 2021. And Say what you want about all the comebacks in 2021 and how many of them were engineered by Ben. Seven total comebacks, six in the fourth quarter, Ben certainly gets his share of the credit for that. He wasn't alone. Some of those actually had more to do with other players than Ben, but ultimately, you know, those go to the QB. Fine, so be it. But is there anybody, anywhere, who could look me in the eye, keep a straight face, and say that this offense won't be better in 2022, regardless if the quarterback is... Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, or I can't even go down the Mason-Rudolph route anymore. I can't. I just don't think he's going to be around. And if he is, I think he's going to be pure backup. By that, I mean, if Mitch were to stumble, they won't turn to Mason. They'll turn to Kenny. Basically rendering him the unconditional backup. He's cemented at number two, while the other guys would fluctuate between one and three, or one and injured. That aside, I I look at this offense and I don't think to myself, man, this is just going to take a step backward. You know, who did the Steelers lose from their offense from 2021 other than the glaringly obvious where you'd say, man, this is this is feeling like a regression as opposed to the other way around. Can someone convince me that Najee Harris isn't going to take a big step forward after just having been a Pro Bowl running back? Can they say the same about Pat Fryermuth? No, no one. Not the Steelers' biggest detractor. Can anyone say that this wide-receiving core isn't deeper and possibly more dynamic with the additions of George Pickens and Calvin Austin? What about a maturation for Chase Claypool? What about Deontay Johnson going for the money? And I'm not even mentioning Miles Boykin, who's kind of an understated acquisition that the Steelers made from Baltimore. We have no idea, just like the rest of the planet, how good a receiver is in Baltimore, right? And the offensive line, look, I mean, if they're only mediocre, it'll be a massive leap up from what we saw last season. to do this with because there were certain components to the defense last season that weren't just good. They were great. I mean, let's not forget that this defense had the player of the year, despite, remarkably, having been gashed on more than one occasion. Anyone see T.J. Watt taking a step backward? How about Minka Fitzpatrick? Is he going to take a step backward? Is this going to be the year that Cam Hayward finally shows his age as opposed to just becoming quite literally better with every year that he's in the league and 2021 was the best year that he's had? Were there enough reinforcements on the defensive line? given the retirement of Stephon to it? No, there weren't. But that's past tense, because I'm saying weren't before Larry freaking Ogan Joby was added. Now, do we know how Larry's foot is going to be? No, no. That Liz Frank injury can be a tricky one. But does anyone really think that the Steelers medical staff just kind of, you know, You know, I handed Larry like a blank slip of paper and said, just fill out how you're feeling, Larry. And then after that, we'll sign you to a contract. No, I'm sure they checked him out. You know, the other part that was a big worry was obviously inside linebacker. So the Steelers go out and get exactly the inside linebacker. Not that this is why you should do it, but they did. That all of the fans wanted. Everyone wanted Miles Jack. He was the guy. All right. Well, here's Miles Jack. And by the way, Here's another year of recovery for the number 10 overall pick in the draft from a couple of years back in Devin Bush. Let's see how that comes together. Whatever it'll be, it won't be a backward step. That doesn't even make sense. The corners, could they regress? I mean, I guess outside corners. One of them is new, Levi Wallace, coming from Buffalo, but. He comes with a solid reputation, which is what you want out there. It doesn't have to be sexy. It just has to be someone who does the job that prevents the splash. We all liked what we saw of Akello Witherspoon, but let's say one or the other stumbles or goes down. Well, you still got Cam Sutton on the roster. Cam Sutton, who's dynamite inside, has shown that he can also play on the outside now. That's a plus. That's a feather for him. It's also a boost to the defense as a whole. Will the corners be worse? It might feel like that if they get exposed early because you'll be missing and talking about the loss of Joe Hayden. But did you notice that nobody's doing much of that now? Just keep that in mind. The safeties are the same safeties. Where is this regression? Where is it? I know where it is, and everybody wants to talk about it. It's just that it's it's at quarterback because – A big name is no longer there. A name that you're used to seeing is no longer there. That's unsettling. It's unnerving. It really is. I'm not going to lie about that. Can you imagine what that's going to be like Wednesday, even, when those guys go out there for their first practice and you're like, where's seven? But what seems to be forgotten here or ignored or not even known to those on the outside who are forecasting this doom and gloom for this team is that the comparison point that you need to make is not Ben Roethlisberger, the body of work to whoever his successor is. It's Ben Roethlisberger from 2021 who couldn't slash wouldn't throw deep, who couldn't slash wouldn't move out of the pocket, who couldn't slash wouldn't execute play action, unlike every other offense in the NFL. I believe that even at that position, with no disrespect whatsoever to Ben, even at that position, the team just might be a little bit better. And bear in mind that for all these other predictions to come true, the ones that have the Steelers with five, six wins, whatever it is, the quarterback position has to be what brings it all down. I'm not seeing that. When we come back, J1Q... Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated Super Lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The Super Lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Cole, who asks, does it even feel Like the Steelers drafted a first-round quarterback this year, does it? And I got to tell you, Cole, when I saw your question, when it came in, my first reaction was, I have no idea what you're talking about. My second reaction was, I might have some idea. And then ultimately, when I picked it to be today's cue, I think I know what you're getting at. Because when you have a first-round quarterback, generally speaking, when you have someone that the organization brings in. There's a lot of fanfare. There's a lot of buildup. There's a lot of projecting and envisioning of what the offense will be like based on that player. And I can see that most fans right now probably aren't dissecting Kenny Pickett highlights from Pitt's ACC championship year. Last winter, do you know what I'm saying? I don't think you're looking at him and going, "Oh yeah, this is our guy. He's going to be our guy." Because the first time you see Mitch Trubisky run out of the tunnel to all those yellow seats, you're going to be thinking, "That's our quarterback. That's our quarter. That, that's the guy we're we're supporting here. That's the one we're going to get behind." So emotionally, no, it it can't be similar to what they experienced, for example, in Cincinnati after they drafted Joe Burrow. Different circumstance. Uh, Joe had all kinds of buildup. Joe was also from nearby in southern Ohio. Uh, yeah, I know Pickett has his own local tie, but Burrow had months and months of that because everyone knew the Bengals were going to be picking first. Everyone knew the Bengals were going to be picking him. And everyone knew that the next time the Bengals set foot on the field – he was going to be the guy. This comes with a very different feel. It's it's not as much fun. It, it can't be. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to back the Steelers if this is the way that they go on this. Because I hate to keep harping on this because now I'm going to sound like Mr. Negative again, but the first three games aren't going to be a picnic. Can even the negatives and the positives all agree on this one? All right? I mean, if the Steelers go 3-0 by winning at the defending AFC champions stadium, meaning, of course, the Bengals, and then beat Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and then go up to Cleveland on a primetime game and beat them, I don't care who their quarterback is or whatever, they, they've they still got a pretty good defense and it's still, you know, AFC North football and all that other stuff. If the Steelers get through those three games, 3-0, and that will have been a very, very pleasant surprise, and I'm probably understating that. Now, what you don't want, if you're the Steelers hierarchy, is to have Kenny Pickett Fed to the Lions right off the bat. He's had just a couple of months to dig into the playbook, to dig into what it's like to face NFL defenses just in shorts and those great gazoo helmets. Never mind a full training camp. Never mind preseason. Never mind an actual honest God Sunday kickoff in front of 60,000, 70,000 people. I think he can get there. I think he can get there in a hurry, not just because he's 24 years old, not just because of what he did with Pitt, but he just has a natural maturity about him. He doesn't come across, Kenny doesn't, and he actually never did in his time at Pitt, as being someone who'd get uh, flustered or left behind. So when I've guessed, and that's all it can be, that if things didn't go well with Mitch early on, you bring in Kenny on the white horse. Maybe you do it for that home game that follows those three games against the Jets. You know, it's free W week. (laughs) See, I say stuff like that, and everybody gets real mad because, what about Oakland? Yeah, okay, there was Oakland. (laughs) and There have been a few others too. But that's a team you should beat. And if you want to get your kid... Entered into a a setting where he can have the most success. You have it at home. You have, yeah, look, I'm taking this too far. I'm taking this too far. But this situation with the quarterbacks was never going to be smooth and perfect. Primarily because, unlike the Bengals, the Steelers weren't blessed with having the number one overall pick. They had to go at number 24. The fact that Kenny fell. The way he did, actually all quarterbacks did, just might be a blessing, but it's never, ever appeared as if it would be one that would pay off right away. I appreciate the question, Cole. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I am going to Latrobe tomorrow.